Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Graphic Word Podcast, here to connect nerd culture to faith and leveling up our lives as we go about it. Thanks for tuning in, and here's what we have in store for you today. Hey guys, and welcome to another uh, Level Up Talk with Wilson. I Oh, Solomon, you always get me right there. Goodness me. Um, so a little bit of sad news. We will not be having Tom uh, joining us today. Um, his phone was dead, so that meant any kind of communication in trying to picking, uh, pick up our uh, young hero. Here, I'm just going to just a little that bit better. Maybe a bit better. Um, he will not be joining us uh, because our young hero uh, just was unable to get communication. We had missed each other. So, sadly, we will not be having a second uh, person join in with the discussion today. Uh, but never fear, the discussion is here. And we'll look forward to future times with uh, Tom hopping in. Maybe, maybe he'll hop into the Discord channel and chat with us. Maybe we'll be lucky enough to see that happen. We'll see, but we don't know for sure. Um, yeah, I hope you guys are doing well. Hope you guys are keeping healthy. There's a lot, at least here in Canada, there's a lot of cases of kids getting sick. I know my kiddos are, uh, my one kiddo, Mark, he's on the mend. Uh, Hannah has been uh, having a little harder time with this one. Uh, she was at school today, and then I got a call uh even before I went to go pick up Tom, um, saying that she had the cold and um, just wasn't able to do it all today. So you work through it, right? You figure it out, but I hope you guys are doing well. I know I'm getting a little snuffly, uh, but we're we're figuring it out. We're figuring it out. We're okay. We're going to do all right. And I, I hope uh, you guys are keeping uh, safe, keeping well. Um, crazy times. So, you guys may be wondering, uh, oh, thank you, Solomon. I appreciate that. I, I hope my kids get better, too. Hope Coach gets better, too. She's been feeling it on and off. Uh, to be honest, I'm kind of just hoping for a crash day, is what I like to call it. A, a crash day where I could just... And, like, hard sleep, push through it. Like, it's like the ultimate dad reset. You know, when, when you're down and out feeling like that, then, you know... Then you can re restock. But anywho, we're going to get right in to what is actually um, a talk I've done before a little bit. and Not on here, but I've done this before within a youth group um, with a different focus. So I just like I've done the level up chat with uh, different groups in our anime group and wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I just came to say hi and have fun. I got to go. Aw, Tom, you're wonderful. Everyone, you should throw some some hearts into the chat for Tom. You know, the the dude legitimately fighting for us, working, trying to trying to get some good vibes. Uh, it's too bad we couldn't get yet, but it's okay, man. You gotta go. You gotta do some stuff. Yeah, Solomon got it. Good man. Good man. Um, okay, it's back on topic. Promise, I'm not gonna have hardcore squirrel brain. Um, so I. The thing that I want to throw down to you is this awesome show called My Hero Academia, this awesome anime. If you have not watched it, oh my goodness, the amount of teachable moments in this thing are just nuts. Like, legitimately, as 
uh, not even just a youth worker kind of mindset where it's like, oh man, these are good lessons for like future generations to have. No, no. Like even as a parent, there's some really good teachable moments. There's some great things in there. Um, modesty, even calling out some uh, inappropriate behavior and full out calling it out. Um, what what are some good standards to live by? Principles, drives, like are you intentional in what you're doing? It's Man, I like I could write a parental review on this in a positive note. It is so good. Uh, is that the superhero anime? You betcha it is, Solomon. It is so good. Oh man, and, and I was introduced to this back in like two thousand eighteen. Yeah, so like it, when it was just coming fresh, my mentor showed it to me. Um, my first introduction was to the second. Uh, third episode where like all might training uh deku uh to to be awesome and be able to handle the greatness that he would be in entering into ua high which is like the superhero high school that's big in japan but big in the world too and it's awesome but anywho i'm, I'm jumping ahead it if you have not watched this series if you've like heard a bit about it like am i my biggest encouragement is go like just watch it if you got someone with funimation or Crunchyroll, like borrow that for a time i don't even know if they're on youtube but like find a way to watch this show you will not regret it it is so good all character development and i've talked about this in our level up uh podcast our our chat there on like it's a great example of leveling up and ultimately i it's going to lead to our discussion today, um, which is uh, one for all and discipleship slash mentorship. And that's like, what the heck is one for all? What's going on? Stuff like that. This is where I, like, oh, the elaboration is going to be crazy. Okay. So let me let me just give you a down low on what the heck My Hero Academia is very quickly. So My Hero Academia is obviously these these kids going to high school to become superheroes. But like here here's the world level of what's going on. So um, it's in a world where 80% of the population have superpowers, otherwise known as quirks. So like when you watch the show, oh, this person has this quirk, this person has that quirk. They, they have these quirks and capabilities that make them different and distinct. And it is awesome, fantastic. Um, and the... Big thing is these powers are typically passed down genetically. So you you'd get your powers from your parents or stuff like that. Or if you had powers, it was because your parents had that particular power. Um, that's seen in characters like Todoroki where, you know, his, his father was looking for kind of the ideal mix of his powers and his wife's powers. And that was found in Todoroki. Um, but... That's a whole other situation and stuff like that. An awesome, cool character. Um, but this meant that anyone who didn't have powers was like, was kind of rare and, and kind of odd. And this is where we meet the, the main protagonist, Deku. Uh, Deku, uh, otherwise his full name is known as Izuku Midoriya. Um, but his nickname and slash superhero name that's used throughout the series is Deku. Um, quirkless kid has no powers whatsoever no hope for powers whatsoever 
but he looks up to this awesome dude, All Might, who is, like, the number one superhero, which in that world, like, if you're the number one superhero, you actually can have a job being a superhero, fighting bad guys, because there's, of course, supervillains that also have superpowers. And, and so you would you could potentially get paid really well by being a key icon. You'd have uh, people paying for your salary, that kind of stuff. Like It's a whole other different kind of world. It's really cool. But the top one, um, he's also known as the symbol of peace, uh, which is so cool because under All Might, like, almost all crime just dropped, like, significantly. It was nuts. Uh, because he could just be everywhere, and he was so strong that, like, who was going to fight him? Even, like, the most powerful guys that have fought him, like, it looked like he barely felt anything and stuff like that. And so, like, this led to a lot of people going, oh, who's Deku, or who's All Might, what is he like, and stuff like that. And, of course, Deku is, like, the most redonk fan. Oh, FYI, this is All Might. I got I got a rep, my boy All Might. He's super cool. Yeah, those of you who are listening to the podcast, I'm sorry. He he's uh, oh he's so cool, like he's got a <laughs> it, it's such a beautiful laugh, um, such a good outcry. You feel it in your voice, and I've I've tried desperately to uh to mimic All Might in different ways. He's a fantastic dude. I who sorry that was ridiculously loud for those of you podcast listeners. And those of you watching the stream. Um, but here, here's the thing. Like, Deku idolizes this guy. Like, to the point where his room is just covered in all-night memorabilia. And he just looks up to him and says, you know, maybe I could be a hero just like All Might. Maybe I don't need superpowers to do this. And so he enrolls to go into high school that is, like, all superhero level. And, like... You only have superpowers if you're there and stuff like that. It's it's just like, why even bother? But here's the cool thing. Um, you learn, and so this isn't like hardcore spoilers, but like semi-spoilers. I, again, you're going to watch the series. It's fantastic. Um, All Might is passing on his power. So his power is unique in that he can pass his quirk to someone else. And he's trying to find someone who's going to succeed him because he's actually getting weaker and weaker. Um, he, he's not doing as well. He's still looking like the iconic symbol of hope. But he's got to train somebody to take this role on, to be the next All Might, essentially. To be the next number one hero. And it took Deku stepping up in a moment where no one else was willing to save this person because it was such a dangerous situation that it just looked like, well, there's no hope and stuff. And Deku just runs in and he saves his school enemy, like his arch nemesis in school and, and is fighting to save his life. And that actually inspires all might to come in and like do the risky move, save the day. And like, you're just like, what just happened? But the coolest thing after that is All Might comes up and says, actually, Deku, you inspired me. Or Midoriya. You inspired me to get up and move. Everyone else was sitting at the sidelines just watching and doing nothing. Absolutely stuck. 
but your legs moved. You ran out there and you did something. And now I know you, a kid who's quirkless, because he, he was able to meet him prior to this um, and, and kind of tell Izuku, like, there's no way that you were going to be able to do anything. You could be a cop and they get usually a bad rep because they have no powers and they do the cleanup. But like, still, it's just, it's something to help. But he's like, no, like, you're the one who can receive my power one for all. And that's where Deku's like, wait, what? Like, hold on a second. Your power can get passed on to someone? And he's like, well, yeah, like, I am the eighth generation of one for all. Or uh, all for one. No, one for all. One for all. Um, and so you would be the ninth. And it's just like, Wait, so there's been more than just you in the past, and, like, what the heck does that mean? And it's, it's just it's so good. Uh, hey, thank you, uh, Theo, Theon Killjoy, uh, for joining in, for following. Uh, appreciate the follow. Um, yeah, no, it, it's, like, absolutely nuts. It's so cool. And so then... You're kind of left with what, what do you do with this? How how do you how how do you pass this on? And so throughout the whole series, at least for at least the first three four seasons, you're seeing this wonderful connection that's going on with All Might and Deku, and teaching him out of his experiences, um, but also like learning off of each other, growing because All Might's only taken on one other person. Um, as kind of like a sidekick and was teaching him more or less how to use his powers, but not to pass on, uh, one for all. And, and, and this is where it's just really unique that he's now working on this succession plan. And like, what does it mean to harness this power? What does it mean to grow and develop yourself and stuff like that? And it, to me, it screams like so loudly, Paul and Timothy. Um, Paul and Timothy, I really see as like All Might and Deku. Um, and actually I will elaborate further on something else too, but, but Paul and Timothy, um, if you don't know your Bible, if you don't have any connection to the Bible whatsoever, stuff like that, um, Paul and Timothy, like Paul was the biggest missionary that was going on in the New Testament church. So after Jesus died, right. And like goes uh resurrected and goes back to heaven he tells his disciples yo you gotta like spread word of what's going on here right um teacher should i be taking notes <laughs> totally take notes feel feel free to do that solomon man it, if it helps it helps and that's what we're here for and stuff like that um so like the church is developing peter's getting word out this is all what the what the book of acts is about is the growth of the church and it kind of sits on Paul and his journeys and what's been going on and the difficulties that he's had, like difficulties that he's having in sharing um, Jesus and, and like getting word out in that. And you see that actually all throughout the New Testament letters, right? Like he's writing each, each one's associated to a church. When you're reading Corinthians, Thessalonians, um, Philippians, like all, all these are cities and uh, towns that Paul is visiting and he's giving instruction for them. And it's like kind of like corrective. Um, yeah, Paul gets straight to the point 
uh, usually is like, oh, like you guys are doing good, but you got you got to work on this. And he's doing like a mentorship kind of in process of keeping up the church. So in that way, Paul and the churches is really that mentoring thing. Um, but let, I, I want to take it a step further because uh, like mentoring and discipleship, we kind of need to get some clarity on it. Discipleship is what you do typically when you are helping someone understand living a life after Christ, right? Um, that, that it takes from the idea of like disciple is a student. They are learning, they are sitting, they are waiting on you to give that information. Um, that's what Paul is really doing with the, the churches when he's writing to these different churches. He's giving them insight into Christian living and like what are things that need to be worked out within their churches, their groups and stuff like that. And trust me, just sit down and read some of these. Paul has some harsh words with some of them. Um, he'll start, he'll sometimes start off encouraging and he goes, yeah, but like you guys seem to be hung up on this and I don't know why you guys are hung up on this, but this is how you need to be addressing this because this is a major problem. And I've heard this problem stuff. He's particularly hard on Corinth. Like he's written two letters to them, uh, first Corinth and second Corinth, uh, Corinthians. Uh, but like he, he's throwing it down, but so that, that's like a disciple. It's like taking someone and just like teaching them, understanding core ideas, stuff like that. Um, this is like Jesus did that with his disciples, right? But Jesus also kind of took it to not just discipleships and not just like learning to to the basics of ideas. He, he had his top three, which I would say is like his mentoring relationships where he's like specifically calling out things uh, in, in the guys. And this is where it gets real, right? Like this is where mentorship is a little different than the discipleship. I can have lots of disciples, lots of people learning from me, basic ideas and stuff like that. But for me to mentor somebody, you're, you're kind of looking at a little bit more holistically at what's going on. And the best way that I can actually say that is that check out first and second Timothy, because guess who Paul's writing to in this one? Kind of in the name, right? Like, it, it's Timothy, right? He, he's talking to this guy. He's he's particularly focused on this young dude. And you, you see him taking that opportunity to go, all right, Timothy, this is the church that you're in, right? This is the community that you're in. God has gifted you with special capabilities. And I've seen it, and it's awesome. It's wonderful. We are going to fan that more and more. We're going to turn what that small little flame is into a big one and it's going to draw people it's going to help encourage the church you're going to be the new leader there and you i'm going to help you in that leadership there um yeah in, in like you really see this in second or second timothy uh chapter one where he's just really investing in timothy's identity it's the second letter to timothy so like it's really encouraging him like tim dude you are whew, we got things going here man like it's good it's awesome seeing you do that and you got a heritage of good things going on with you your mom was awesome your grandma oh man your grandma's epic like it, it's it's weird like how paul knows is connected with this right but here's the thing right like he he's investing in him and so this is part of where i'm going to dive deeper a little bit with you guys 
on how mentorship is a little bit different. So we're going to check out 1 Timothy, if you want to follow along with us uh, reading your own Bible, or if you are watching us on a stream, you can totally check out on the screen that I will have available to you guys shortly. That's not a dollar sign. I That's, that's silly. Why am I doing that? <laughs> I'm just going to swap you. There we go. Oh, wrong window. Ha ha ha. That's where I throw it over here. And then I'll bring that over there. Sorry, guys. My monitors are a little different with the setup this time. Okay, 1 Timothy 4. Cool? Cool, cool, cool. Okay, and we're specifically looking at verses uh, 12 to 16. So again, like this is all, this is a little further back, but I want to encourage this. Like he he's, he's giving an opportunity to grow and develop. Uh, so, First Timothy, I'm pretty sure, yeah, four. Twelve to sixteen. Okay. Don't let anyone think. So this is a very common one. Everyone usually likes to know First uh, Timothy four twelve because it's always connected with those young leaders, the the ones in the church that are growing and developing and stuff like that. It's awesome. It's good. So this is where he's going. Don't let anyone think less of you because you are young. Be an example to all believers in what you say, in the way you live in your love, your faith, and your purity. Until I get there, focus on reading the scriptures to the church, encouraging the believers and teaching them. So he's already giving guidance, he's giving direction. He's being like, dude, you may be young, but you got something, and you gotta show that in all you're doing, and how you're living, how your faith is coming out, and your purity. Every Like, all of you is demonstrating that. So he he's not just simply going like, dude, you need to work on this. It's like, no, no, like, step out. This is how you show it. This is how we work through it. This is the process. But then he's also following up with instructions. So 14 and 16. Do not neglect the spiritual gift you received through the prophecy spoken over you when the elders of the church laid their hands on you. Give your complete attention to these matters. Throw yourself into your task so that everyone will see your progress. Keep a close watch on how you live and on your teaching. Stay true to what is right for the sake of your own salvation and the salvation of those who hear you. This isn't just even principle of life. This is like reminding Timothy, you've got gifts. And those gifts have been said over you. So like some groups, when you are praying over leadership or you uh, you want to step out and you feel like, hey, I'm supposed to be leading something. Um, you have leaders within the church or leaders within groups of uh, f followers of Jesus who would come around and they would pray and they would be like, you know what? We've seen this or we feel that you're supposed to be stepping out like this or doing this. And this is the cool thing about it, right? Like we have this opportunity where we're seeing Timothy actually getting invested so don't neglect your spiritual gifts. So don't just like acknowledge it and then just move on. No, no, like keep on using it. Keep on doing that gift. Um, 1 Corinthians 12 is all about 
remembering what your spiritual gift is and that it impacts the bigger group, the bigger church as a whole. But he's got something that is helping with leading and it's prophecy. So prophecy is like a word from God saying, hey, this is how I've made you. Like, this is how I've designed you for this. Use that. Go at it. Stuff like that. It's awesome. It's so cool. But I love, give your complete attention to these matters. Throw yourself into your task so that everyone will see your progress. Like, don't go at it, like, hesitant. Don't be iffy. No, no. Lunge into it. Dive into it hard. Let's go, boys. Let's hit it up. Kind of stuff like that. Like, let hit it hard. These are encouragements. This is what a mentor does, right? A mentor looks, assesses, and then either pushes you or encourages you, right? And, and, and this is how how we're seeing Paul do this. He's engaging in this kind of stuff like that. Um, let's do another example because I like more examples. And hopefully you guys are reading along with this. Uh, why did I do that? Second, Timothy. <laughs> um one so this is like a direct encouragement right so this is the second letter that we see encouragement to be faithful so this is again writing to my to timothy my dear son so there's a different connection he doesn't write that to the other churches he's writing as like you're you're more than just another leader that i'm investing in no no you are you're like my own kid so like I'm taking specific interest in helping and investing. It's that one-on-one -on -one development. Just like All Might, All Might, yeah, might train other leaders or give them tips and stuff like that or give other superheroes that. But he really honed in with Deku. He really focused in and said, I'm going to pass this to you. I'm going to give you everything that I know so that you can grow and advance as, as an awesome superhero, as what you're supposed to be. That's the cool thing on it. So, sorry, I'm, I'm like totally hopping around here. But verse 8. So never be ashamed to tell others about our Lord. And don't be ashamed of me, neither, even though I am in prison for him. With the strength of God, uh, the strength God gives you, be ready to suffer for the sake of the good news. Like, he, he's prepping him, right? He's not just going like, oh, hey, dude, like, it's kind of like whatever. Like, you'll be okay. It's like, no, no, like be standing on this like be strong in this because like i'm suffering but with the strength god gives you be ready to suffer with me for the sake of good news like he he's stepping him up to the to the opportunity um he's even giving encouragement in verse seven for god has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity but of power love and self-discipline he's encouraging this in him right like again he all throughout from verses even two to eight is all like re remembering his connection with Timothy and remembering how close they are and how amazing this guy is. And, and his connection again with Lois, your mother, uh, sorry, with your grandmother, Lois and mother Eunice, uh, right? Like it, it's, it's featuring that there's a lineage there. There's something more and he's diving deeper into it and he's encouraging him like, this is why I remind you, fan into flames the spiritual gift God gave you when I laid my hands. Like, laying on hands wasn't weird and stuff like that. It was, like, resting on shoulders or, like, on the head. And it's just, like, there's something there. And it would actually be a sign of blessing. It was encouraging, like, God, we want to hear what's going on for this guy. We want to 
we want to encourage this guy and we want him to know that you know you've got your like you've got his back and it was like praying over him and blessing is like a, a positive thing a benefit to this person and and getting invested in it he's taking that time and doing it uh let's let's dive into then second timothy Ooh, sorry i'm hopping around again for you listeners you, hopefully you're catching up <laughs> uh first timothy uh chapter 3 verses 10 to 17 we're setting in so this is uh again paul's charge to timothy okay this is where he's starting to show that there's a process there's a learning process to go into right so but you timothy certainly know what i teach and how i live and what my purpose in life is you know my faith my patience my love and my endurance you know how much persecution and suffering I have endured. You know all about how I was persecuted in Antioch, uh, like persecuted in these different cities, but the Lord rescued me from it. Yes, and everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution, but evil people and impostors will flourish. They will deceive others and will themselves be deceived. Again, he, he's teaching them, the process, right? Remembering what's your purpose and remembering to live out your faith, standing in that. You know my faith, you know my patience, my love, and my endurance. Okay, so a reminder of then First Timothy 4, 12, right? Like living out faith, love, and like doing this in all that you're doing. It's like rehammering the idea. This is what good mentors do. They do some repeating, but it's not to get boring or because they don't have any new material. It's because they are trying to encourage this into your mind. That's what the Bible does consistently. There's a lot of repetition in the Bible. And it's to really cement it into your head on that. And so that's the encouragement here. Take the encouragement. But then this is where the follow-up, right? But you must, uh, verses 14 to 17. But you must remain faithful to the things you have been taught. You know they are true. For you know you can trust those who taught you. You have been taught the Holy Scriptures from childhood, and they have given you the wisdom to receive the salvation that comes by trusting in Christ Jesus. Now, you already will know 16 and 17 because we talked about it last week, uh, about the about the Zompokto and connecting it to the Word of God. Because that's what it is. All scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and what makes us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. Like Paul is setting up Timothy with tools to, to keep on going. Mentors don't just simply teach you something and then like dump you like that. They want you to carry it forward. They want you to do something with it. And it's going to be a challenge. It's going to be reminders. Remain faithful to the things I have taught you. You know, they are true and you know, you can trust those who taught you. So again, we're not teaching you junk. We're teaching you stuff that's going to be helping you in the process, but you got to sit on it. Remember the scriptures are important. Know them, sit with them. Don't like they are the ones that are going to guide you because God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. He's backing up his arguments and not in an argument of like, but like backing it up in like Timothy, get these basics down 
you're going to be good at that point. You just then need to step out boldly into what you have been called to do because you have been called to it. Just because you're young doesn't mean you are not, you're not able to dive into it. So that's the, this is ah so good. I could literally sit on this all day. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. One final hop scripture wise. And then, uh, and then we're going to, we're going to get back into my hero academia because some of you might be like, okay, so that kind of works with all might, but how does this work for everything else? And I want to teach a principle off of this. So this is a long segment, right? Cause Paul is, Again, not just even focusing on the process. I, as I said, he's looking into the future. He's looking into how does this carry out? Because good mentors don't just look at the now. They look at how this is going to help develop even past you. How this can help others as well. Mentoring does focus on the individual, but it's to, it's to improve the individual. It's not to just teach something. It's not just for them to hear and understand. It's to then put into practicality. It's put into, into process of what you're doing. And this is where he does it in his final letter. And you can definitely hear the tone in this. Because this is actually the last letter that really you're going to hear from Paul, period. Um this is this is crazy. I meant sorry, it wasn't five, it was six. Um, but he's encouraging Timothy. So I'll I'll start at five and then we're gonna dissect as we go. This is second Timothy uh, chapter four, verses five and onward. But you should keep a clear mind in every situation. Don't be afraid of suffering for the Lord. Work at telling others the good news and fully carry out the ministry God has given you. Again, an encouragement, a final testimony of just like, you've got this mission, you got this focus, now you got to keep it going. But now he's he's kind of looking at where he's at. And you can hear this in, in Paul, he's tired. As for me, my life has already been poured out as an offering to God. The time of my death is near. I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, and I have remained faithful. And now the prize awaits me, the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on the day of his return. And the prize is not just for me, but all who eagerly look forward to his appearing. So he he knows where he's supposed to be, where he's headed off. He knows that where he's going to, He his mission is to go to Rome. And he's going to be going there. And he knows it's going to likely be his end. This is like the big city that he's got to connect with. But he's realizing, I have finished the race. I have I have fought the good fight. I have remained faithful. Or I have kept the faith as other translations have. Like he, he's, he's stayed the course. He's done what's right and keeping on. But even in saying it, it's not like a brag. It's not... In a sense, just like, look how amazing I am, Timothy. Because time and time again, you see in scripture that he's more than willing to, Paul's more than willing to call himself a horrible sinner, the worst among sinners. He He's like a wretched person. He's broken. He's right here kind of pointing out to, I want this for you. I want it that at the end of the life, you can feel like, yeah, I've, I've given everything. I've done all that I can. 
I'm pushing for it. And the reason why I do it is because I want to get reconnected with God. I, I want like having not just this like in my heart, but like actually back in the presence of Jesus. And that's what we talk about, like the resurrection of the uh, like people have when you choose to follow Jesus, you are resurrected with Christ. And that's a whole other conversation we can have at another point. But if you're interested, we can do that. Um, but he's diving into like, look for the hope, look for the thing that's going forward, look for the prize that's going on. And that's the big encouragement for him is, is Timothy, things are going to get rough. Things are going to get very difficult. I need you to just focus on that too. That needs to be a driving point just as much as it was for me because it did help me. It was that difficulty that I had to face. Don't think in just this circumstance. Look into the future and remember, it's not just for you. It's not just for me. It's for those who eagerly look forward to his appearing. It's other people that are coming alongside that you are going to be sharing that, that you, you share the good news and fully carry out that mission. You have your mission. You have your goal. You have all the tools that you need. You just need to do it. Go for it. Go all in on it. And remember the end goal. And we talked about hope a while ago. Remember the goal. The hope at it. It's, oh, so good. And he's even talking with Timothy on connecting uh, with him as soon as possible. Because he wants help. Because he's Paul's been deserted. He hasn't said that to really any other any other context. Like he, He'll say that to other churches that I'm in chains because of my faith. But he's calling for Timothy. Come, like my my death's coming close. I want to see you again one last time. I like and bring along this buddy with me that I'm not alone in what I'm facing, but I, I've got support, and that we can keep on ministering to those around us. Like it's just it's so cool that he's equipping and encouraging this. Okay, so uh, this is where I want to. I'm coming back to me and and talking then about my hero academia because my hero academia oh man I could I could it's it's a beautiful beautiful thing my hero academia you see this kind of investment with Deku with all might going on right like the the push is there's something bigger than just you like you need to become something bigger because you're going for the biggest ideal to be the number one hero but you have a legacy behind that too and and driving that forward so that we can fight evil we can destroy evil and stuff like that and you see that process happening with all might and deku but all might's not the only mentor that deku even has and that's what really ratifies it, right? Because you think mentoring, oh, I've got this one person who's always invested in me and stuff like that. No, you might pick up different mentors throughout, throughout your life. Like, I, I love how Paul talks about the elders. Listen to what the elders are saying because, like, they've got wisdom. But also, don't be intimidated either. And I love how Deku does this too, right? So the first mentor they has that's other than All Might is Gran Torino. This old dude who's got like rocket feet, essentially, is what's going on. And you you kind of wonder if the dude's struggling all the time with dementia or something like that. It's it's weird. But 
Gran Torino helps him understand how to utilize, focus that power so that Deku isn't constantly breaking his body. That's the really cool thing. He's learning something from Gran, Gran Torino and he's challenging him past what All Might has experienced because Gran Torino was the one who also taught All Might, but Gran Torino was actually a teacher. All Might is the symbol of peace and hope. And, and, and so... Like, you, you have a different structure with that. You see that with Mr. Aizawa, who... The guy is just hardcore. Um, I think, like, death metal every time I look at Mr. Aizawa. I want to keep hearing, like... It's nuts. Um, but he's so intense. But he's intense because he gives a rip about his students. He doesn't want to just cushion them. And you see this time and time again with the anime, where he throws them into the most difficult circumstances and often not giving them warnings. He might just, like, let them be so that he can see, yo, are you taking this seriously? Because, like, you're the number one student at this high school. Now you got a target on your back because of that. Now other people are going to want to prove themselves just because of where you go to school and stuff like that. Um, Night Eye, uh, who was uh, All Might's other sidekick, takes on Deku as one of his kind of little sidekicks when Night Eye goes solo. And there's a little bit of a grudge match because Night Eye had another person that he picked for All Might to be the the next successor of One for All. And sadly, All Might's like, no, like I found another. And that create this it creates tension with Deku and Night Eye, but he's still able to learn from Night Eye despite that difficulty. And then of course, guys like Endeavor, who's like the number two hero who, spoiler alert, when All Might no longer is capable to hold his own strength, hold his own power, um, he has to step down from being number one hero, and Endeavor, who is number two, becomes the number one hero, and he's like a whole different kind of vibe. He's very harsh, very just like, I'm going to be amazing, I'm going to be better than All Might, it becomes a competition of All Might, and even Deku learns from that. And then finally, uh, of course, prior prior holders of All for One, which is a cool spoiler. I'm not going to go past that, but Deku is able to learn from them parts of One for All and, and grow in that capacity and stuff like that. So remember, they're, they're, you're not just stuck to one mentor. There might be one key mentor that does consistently stay with you throughout, throughout your life. I know mine, I literally call All Might. Um, and he may or may not watch this or listen to this and stuff like that. But my, All Might was the one that got me into ministry. All Might was the one who, who got me into the spot where I am. Because he took alongside this very broken Deku who felt like he wanted to be a hero. But there was no way for him to be a hero. Because he was so broken. And now I'm talking like I'm Deku. Because on my phone, I'm Deku. And on his phone, I'm called Deku. Um, but I also have other mentors that are coming alongside me now. Where I've had to learn that I can have one that's consistently there that I can always go to and will always know my past history. You don't have to dump a mentor. You don't. In fact, it's good to keep them always and learn from them in any circumstance that you're facing. 
but it's also good to have other mentors for different times in your life who can speak into with different knowledge too or wisdom that they've gained and we see in here mentors are typically older people or people who've gone through more experience than what you're facing now but here's the other encouragement you need a deku in your life so this is weird like because deku has not just the mentor of all might but he actually has people who want to follow him and want to learn from him even if it's reluctant so think of koda um who is this kid who never wanted to be around heroes because his parents were heroes and they died and he never wanted to be affiliated with that but then deku actually saves his life from this really hardcore villain that invaded their camp and koda looks at izuku or deku and is blown away at the integrity that he has that he's willing to give everything that he will even to risk his life for the sake of saving Koda, even when he it seems like he's got nothing left in the fight. He kept on going and saved Koda. And Koda just like melts. He's blown. Like seriously, it's one of the most beautiful moments in the anime. I cannot vouch for this anime enough. It's so good. But then the other one is Airy. This girl who's been abused for her cap for her quirk for her capabilities and used to fight off against heroes and stuff like that is looking for any bit of hope any form of rescue but also running away from it deku shows up and does that and he's even willing to put again himself on the line willing to show what it means to be a hero to step in and go above and beyond not just in the moment where he saves her but does check up with her, making sure she's okay, that she's not alone, that she's she's invested in. It's, oh, I can't talk enough on how good this, yeah. But Ari and Coda actually pop up every once in a while past their major story moments with Deku. Um, Coda eventually is talking about how he wants to be a hero like Deku. And he even starts wearing certain clothes that are trying to look like Deku. And it's just like, oh, that's cool. They, they say mimicry is the, the, the biggest compliment, right? Uh, oh, Solomon, you threw down a scripture verse. Let's look it up. He's throwing down uh, Luke 6, 40. Let's double check. Let's, uh, let's hop over there. Gotta take that over there. Let's double check. Everyone, you can look into Luke 6 40. Students are not greater than their teacher, but the student who is fully trained will become like the teacher. Ooh. Ooh, Solomon. Let's again, we always check context, right? So you, you always when you pick up a, a piece of scripture and you can connect, um, you need to understand what's going on. So this is clearly in the gospel. So we're talking about Jesus' territory. Uh, this would have been, this looks like part of the Sermon of the Mount. Yeah, because you got the Beatitudes and the sorrows of the, for, sorrows of the foretold. And uh, love your enemies, of course, like the, the golden rule, as it were, and stuff like that. And the two grace commandments. 
um yeah so we're into the do not judge segment and that's from verses 37 to 42 uh so let's read around it and let's see if it works there solomon good throw down do not judge others and you will not be judged do not condemn others or it will all come back against you forgive others and you will be forgiven give and you will receive your gift will return to you in full pressed down shaken together to make room for more running over and poured into your lap the amount you give will determine the amount you get back so this is like in in good nature of like how you are supposed to respect one another and stuff like that it's not saying that you can't call out certain things that are going on but you do it in care and love right and th- that's actually even expressed even further in the new testament where there are some things that you got to call out for each other but remember when you call out that gives opportunity for you to get called out. This is where we can sometimes create a culture where we don't have call out because you're afraid that, well, if I call them out, they're going to call me out. That's a good thing. Confession is important, guys. That's So that's good. But here's, uh, here's a segment, 33, 9, and 40. Then Jesus gave the following in, instru- uh, illustration. Can one blind person lead another? Won't they both fall into a ditch? Students are not greater than their teacher, but the student who is fully trained will become like the teacher. So, again, don't teach off of stuff that you don't know, right? So, like, if someone asks you to be a mentor and say they're like, man, can you teach me how to, like, change a tire? And you have no idea even what goes into part of fixing a tire, you should probably not be teaching that. (laughs) like it's using that common sense principle right like you're looking around at your mentors you're looking at the people that have traits that you want to learn and develop in this is where it's very important for us as like people as communities of people who choose to follow jesus or churches and stuff like that you look around um like wilson yes wilson should not teach league this is tom uh, totally agree uh tom says like wilson teaching league Guys who are listening on the podcast, I will not teach League. Um, the only thing that I might teach is how to run away. And even that I'm not good at. Just throwing it out there. But like this is this is more my wheelhouse. This is where I've I sit in scripture. I, I'm working with scripture. Because again, these are key things that we are needed to learn. So um <laughs> thank you, Tom. Yes, I know I am truly bad at running. That's encouraging, guys. This is He's calling it out. It's good. It's good. I have nothing to say because I legitimately, he's a better leaguer than I am. But again, so this is again, follow up in verses 41 uh, and 42. And why worry about a speck in your friend's eye when you have a log in your own? How can you think of saying, friend, let me help you get rid of that speck in your eye when you can't see past the log in your own eye? hypocrite first get rid of the log in your own eye then you will see well enough to deal with the speck in your friend's eye so this is all about like calling uh calling faults thank you tom i know you got me that's awesome appreciate that fyi tom is one of my dekus i'm just throwing this out there as an example um tom has much to teach me so he's like all might in some ways in teaching me and i'm like all might in we're growing in, in our faith and in, in development. But this is all about call out. This is all about understanding not to judge, but also think about who you're asking for that wisdom, right? Like 
don't go asking for advice for a person that's struggling in that same point. Look for someone that is not struggling with that or has overcome that, who has, who has gone over it. That's the whole idea of mentoring, right? You, you want to develop yourself to grow and it's not just knowledge, it's in practicality. And you see that developing with Deku where like his demonstration actually doesn't even just go to little mentees like Koda and Eri. This is where I wanted to follow up that it's also working amidst your peers showing that you learn and grow together right so like there are guys in college that like one guy in particular uh he's one of my bros and i contact him and i'll share with him some difficulties that i'm facing and he'll share with me some difficulties that we're facing and we act as a sounding board to each other helping and growing together not in judgment right so not in this like whole well like what the heck's wrong with you because then he could go, dude, like, you suffer the same issue. Like, why are you calling me out? Like, unless you got some stuff figured out, like, we got to work this out together. We got to do this together. That's where you see that happening a lot with Deku, right? You see this growth and challenge where he's learning from, like, Bakugo, who is his biggest class enemy. But he's learning how to be aggressive, how, how to take force, to go at things, to, to have that drive behind him. Um, Kirishima, oh, Kirishima is just a constant lesson of being awesomely manly. Um, but taking life like that and boldness, stepping forward, be like, this is the right thing you do, and you stand confidently in it. Um, with Ida, it's about, you know, what is the practicality? What is, like, use your logic, use sensibility. With Uraraka, it's like how you stand in gentleness and care for one another, but also teaching them keys to their quirks, keys to their ability. This is why it's important that you don't just, you know, sorry, yes, his rival, not enemy. I should say that. Bakugo is Deku's rival, not enemy. Thank you, Tom. See, this is why I... I I, I love to have Tom on here. Um, he will also call me out on that too. He's doing what he's supposed to do. But this is the thing. This is this is the challenge that I have for you guys. All right. So this is the follow up in level up with Wilson. Level up talk with Wilson. You got a you got three connections here, and this is how how I see it with Paul. Um, Paul was a mentor. He also had people that he was working alongside with with each other. Yes, Tom, we can we can do a podcast next week. We'll do that. We'll figure out the topic for next week. Um, but he had someone alongside him. And so you saw this with si Paul and Silas or Paul and Barnabas. Those were his two guys that went in partnership with him in ministry. They saw what was going on. They struggled. They even fought a little bit between each other um, in trying to figure out, you know, how should we be doing ministry? How do we how do we do things to reach out better? But in this case, like, who is your all might? Who is your all might? Who is a mentor that you are looking and go, man, they got this part of their life figured out, and I haven't figured that out yet. And not that they're like the the Lord Almighty, but they've got some skills that God has given them some wisdom that they've learned and, and developed and stuff like that. Aw, Tom, I know I'm your all might. Thank you. I'm going to cry. Not on camera, not in the podcast. That's for later. Um, 
But like legitimately, who is your all might? Or who are the all mights in your life? Or that you can look up to and you're like, man, I want to learn what they do. And be specific. Ask for that help. Follow them around if you can. It sounds really creepy, but that's what the disciples did. They followed Jesus. They were disciples learning ideas. But like, look at Peter, James, and John, the the top three, the ones that Jesus is legitimately mentoring. They were like brothers for him. Like one of them, Jesus even calls out, brother, this is your mother. Mother, this is your son. On the cross, while like he's dying, he's calling out to John, Hey, John, you're you're like family. You're going to now take care of my mother when I'm gone. Hey, mom, this is now your son. He's going to watch over you. Love him like he's family. Like th- this is the, the thing about it is just there's a tight bond in a mentorship. And it can grow and it's it can be knowledge focused, but it's more than just knowledge. It's doing something with your life and progressing. Second, who is your Bakugo? And I don't mean like who's your rival and like you should be fighting and contending, but who's another person that's at the same level that you're at, who you need to be encouraged by, supported by, but also willing to pour into as well. Not in a sense of like, I know better than you, but like helping call out each other because your, your all might's more like looking at you and going, okay, so this is some areas that you need to grow and you need to develop. It's a lot of retaining. It's an encouragement, but it's a lot of retaining. Um, but who's your Bakugo? Who's alongside the same level that can be your bud, that can be your support in that way. And then finally, who's your Coda or Aerie? This is the call out for, we can't just be Dekus all our lives. We can't be the ones that just only receive. There's a point where you need to be stepping up and you need to be sharing that insight that you have learned from your All Might's, from from your Gran Torinos, from from the mentors that have invested in you, there now needs to be a point where you are pouring into other people. And maybe it's someone that does step up and go, man, like I've noticed this in your life. Sometimes it's not even that. Maybe you see a gifting in somebody and you go, man, I want to invest in that. There's some stuff that I had to learn and I hope they don't learn it the hard way. So I, I want to give them the tools or I want to give them that knowledge so that they step past that hardship that they don't have to face that that they can learn from this because that's really what mentoring is about and even past it it's even discipleship discipleship is just general knowledge but mentoring is taking a step further it's a it's a closer connection it means a little bit more call out a little bit more intimacy in knowing the person and 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 developing that connection but it can grow deeper it tends to be a longer process than just discipleship discipleship tends to be just here's a period of time where you're going to learn the basic ideas and fundamentals paul did teach the fundamentals to timothy but he took it a step further and he would challenge him and speak into his giftings tell him where he can use that how to invest in his community things that he needs to watch out for like Paul does mentoring all throughout first and second Timothy. And if you haven't checked out first and second Timothy, you got to do it. You got to sit in it. It is a good spot to wait in and sit in. So again, the level of challenge is a three prong one. Who is your all might that you're, that you are getting mentored in and growing in. If you don't have one, 
look at what are things that you want to learn, find someone that does that. And then you say, can I have such and such a time each week and do this with you? Or can I, or once a month or whatever, figure that out. Who is your Bakugo? Who's the person that you're walking alongside in life that's like a bro or or can be someone that maybe does rub you a little bit the wrong way, but you find that when they rub you the wrong way, it's actually for your growth. It challenges you to be better. It challenges you to grow. And then you can pour into them as well. And then finally, who who's your Coda, your Airy? Who's the one that you need to be mentoring in who you are not necessarily inspiring, but you are encouraging that growth for them. So that's a three-prong level up challenge. I hope you guys take it. I, I want to hear back on some of your lists. If you can throw it down in our Discord channel, of course, if you have if you are watching this on stream, we have our QR code there. Uh, if you're on our podcast, you can find us at GW Nerds either on Facebook Instagram or uh, TikTok, and you you can find the link there on our link tree on how to get involved in our Discord server and stuff like that. But get involved. I would love to hear your input in this and stuff like that. Um, I'm just gonna pray real quick. I'm gonna pray and wrap up. God, I I I thank you that you've equipped people who are following you who are choosing to follow you you give them gifts you give them capabilities but you don't just give it to them to just hold to themselves but they need to share that with others and even part of that sharing is even mentoring being able to invest in people who are younger than them who are learning who who don't understand maybe how to go about life or just that we are supposed to be doing this that we're supposed to be a community supporting each other um, you give purpose to all age groups and that's oh, so cool. And we see that in Paul and we see that in the illustration of my hero academia with all might and teaching one for all. And it's so cool. And so God, I, I just pray that this week we would be honestly asking ourselves, where are some areas that I need to grow in and who are the people around me that have that capacity, have that skill that I can meet, that I can ask for guidance, for encouragement, but also learn something new out of this so that I'm not just stuck in this rut either, that I can develop in myself. Who who are the Bakugos around me? Who are the people that are on the same level? My, my Silas's, my Barnabas's, that I'm working together, but I'm challenged in, but encouraging in, and doing that back and forth between each other to help improve one another. And then finally, who is my my coda over my airy who am i supposed to be invested who is the deku that i'm supposed to be investing in passing on what i'm learning so that they can share that with other people and grow uh our community growing in, in our depth of character and grow in our faith god let's take that further let us go beyond as the show says and go plus ultra ultra cheesy i know but god i just Let's let's do that. Let's go beyond. Let's go plus ultra with your help, with your guidance, with your wisdom, and pursue that hardcore. And we ask this in your name. Amen. Hey there. 
If you are a fan of the content that's been brought to you in this episode, you'll definitely want to check out our social media connections. That's on Instagram, Facebook, and even TikTok. Just go to at GW Nerds and you'll be able to find all the stuff that we've been doing lately and all the fun stuff that we get to be a part of. But if you want an even deeper dive, you should join our Discord community. And you can do that by going to discord.io slash GW Nerds Unite and be a part of what we're doing. Interact with us, chat with us on live uh, for our video game nights, for our Bible study nights, or even just to connect with fellow gamers, nerds, and what interests you. And if we want to take it even a step further, if you've got some ideas of, you know, what would be cool topics to bring up uh, down the road or have some questions on how your nerdum might connect to faith, we'd love to have your input there on our Discord channel too to be able to create the content for you guys because this is what we're here for, to invest in nerds, to grow and level up together, but being able to grow in our faith and level up too. So. Thank you again for listening. Hope you are having a wonderful day.